everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Heidi. And I'm Stephanie, and uh, today is Tuesday, the first Tuesday of February, which means it's Paranormal Smorgasbord. Woohoo! Paranormal Smorgasbord. Anything Our goes. So let's, let's hoping let's hope everybody has some good stuff for us. I mean, we always yeah. do too, but you know what I mean. This is half the fun of doing the Paranormal Smorgasbord. <laughs> we always do gets. too. Says stuff. <laughs> what? I said, you're like, we always do. We always have good stuff. <laughs> no, I like said we, do we always say have, so ourselves. Said, no, no, no. I said we always have stuff too, but I'd rather listen to them. <laughs> I know. I like it when our listeners bring stuff, mm-hmm. good stuff, any mm-hmm. stuff really, but good is always. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. So what's yeah. shaking? Oh, let's see here. So much is going on. It's been Really fun. Actually, the last couple of weeks, um, did we started up our paranormal investigating classes again because, you know, that's a hit always. But I've been doing this. Um, so you know how on the show we do our um, Tarot Tuesdays once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing the um, a tarot retreat and, you know, get it because I'm just I have lots of fun with tarot. And so I've been doing this tarot retreat for the last couple of weeks at, you know, in different places, just a one day retreat. And it's, we're just having so much fun. And what I've been hearing, because I've been doing them in like suburbs of the Twin Cities, right? Mm -hmm. And people are saying they're just super excited to see something like this offered closer to where they live, you know, instead of, you know, one gal said, I always have to go to Minneapolis somewhere to have, you know, some kind of tarot access or, you know, a class or something. And so that was fun to see, you know, that people are really interested in it, you know, in other places. Um, not that I didn't think that they would be, but to hear people, you know, saying, hey, this is really great that, you know, it's being offered out here and and then lots of people are showing up. So that's been fun. Cool. And, you know, there's been such an explosion in all those cards, right? I mean, 10 years ago, it wasn't People just didn't have those cards, you know, it was very unusual if somebody had a deck, I think, you know, and now it's like everybody has a deck of something, you know, 
So it's very cool. Yeah, I think it's fun. And what's cool about the classes, I mean, anybody can come. So I've had a lot of folks that have come that had no experience doing the, you know, doing anything with tarot and are just ready to jump right in. And what's fun is being able to teach someone how to use it quickly. You know, you think, you know, 78 cards, this is gonna be really daunting. And how am I ever supposed to learn this? How am I ever supposed to be able to do a reading for myself, much less anyone else? But partway through the class, I'm like, here we go, partner up, you're going to do a reading for someone. And they're doing it and they're having loads of fun. Mm -hmm. And so that and it, you know, makes it less scary when they realize, hey, I can do this. And I don't need to, you know, I don't even need to use the book that comes Mm -hmm. with it. But you know, to learn some basic ne- techniques on how to work with the tarot. And, you know, it's just, it's fun. And for anybody out there, if you're thinking, oh, this is not good, it's bad, it's whatever, it's, you know, they're just, it's like any tool that you can use for self-reflection. If you just want to look at it like that, which mm-hmm. it is also that, so yep. you don't have to think about it as being something that's, you know, f- for divination from some, you know, outside source or whatever this can just be a tool for your own self-reflection in mm-hmm. your own life so yeah so people are having loads of fun with it and i'm having fun meeting new people with it so it's just been great mm-hmm. well good that yeah, is so awesome busy. busy yeah yeah i know we have been super busy too so yeah i know it's just one thing after another um yeah just a busy year this year already and it's only february can i just say my goodness but it is february and hey speaking of february so um new moon on friday right now we're in the waxing crescent they say that this new moon on friday is a super moon which is it's a new moon but it's very close to the earth so prepare to be emotional and it's going to be intense which i feel like that's what they've been saying the last few moons right so the last moon was like that too the full moon so this is just kind of carrying over so i thought that was pretty cool yeah that's um and i'm always uh i guess i enjoy a good new moon energy mm-hmm. i was that's what i was born under as a new moon so i i find the dark very uh, comforting Mm -hmm. and inspiring. And so I, um, it's interesting too, because I've had this project that I was going to be working on and I have been, you know, getting, it's a wall hanging for my studio Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do a wall hanging actually to cover up a window that's on a door that goes to another space. And so I want to hide, you know, if someone's in there, the movement and what are the motions that go through like the frosted glass, right? And so I wanted to do a quilt that was around the four elements. It's a wall hanging, but technically mm-hmm. a quilt. And so I've been kind of, you know, thinking about it. And then I, you know, was like looking up just different pieces of art for inspiration, not, not copying anything, but just like color schemes and things like that, just to get inspired. And um, anyway, just this week now, leading up to the new moon, I find myself gaining lots of momentum mm-hmm. on getting this project going. Mm-hmm. And I've actually started working on it today, which I'm super excited about. I'm hoping actually to get it done by Sunday, which might be a little bit of, um, I might be delusional um, <laughs> to think that I can get it done by then. 
but I have a new deadline other than being for work. And so I want to use it for something else, which I would then need it by Monday. So yeah, we'll see if I get it done, but it's that new moon for me. It's that new moon energy that I find Mm -hmm. very invigorating, which is not always the case. Usually you think of invigorating energy for like full moon, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and having that activity and that, um, you know, kind of that get up and go energy with the full moon. And I don't know. So I can feel the energy kind of ramping up for me and getting really excited about this project. And, you know, kind of, I guess it is going into that dark because we are going into the dark of the new moon. Mm -hmm. And so getting more, um, being able to see in the dark, that intuitive self, you know, for me, kind of ramping up and, and feeling creative for this Mm -hmm. project. So yeah, I'm digging this full or this new moon energy because I'm totally inspired by it. Wow. It's the super moon. It's more powerful, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Yes. And I have been seeing the owls every morning. I've been stopping in the woods on the way to work, which feels so good. Can I just say what a great way to start the day? You know, mm. just, you know, run through the woods a little bit. Well, not really run, but I do walk pretty fast because I do have to get to work too. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, mama and papa, she's not in the nest yet, but I'm guessing soon, soon, you know, she, she looks ready. I know every day I say no, no eggs yet, mama, <laughs> you know, and, but soon I'm excited. So, nice. but you know, I think because this weather is so odd here, they don't really know what to do. Right. Cause normally she might've been in the nest already for a week or two mm-hmm. or three. You know, and this year it's been so warm, they're just totally off kilter, you know. Yeah, although I would imagine that the animals know that there's more cold coming. And so I wonder if they're like, wait for it, and then they'll make their decisions on what they want to do. Right, but at the same time, it'd be much easier for her to, you know, have eggs when it's warm outside, right, than when it's super cold. But, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not mama. You know, they right. know best. Right. We are not the ones doing Mm-mm. it, so we don't know. No. Yeah, owls have been active. We have owls. There's two of them in our yard. And so I go out at night with the dogs, and mm-hmm. I'm half tempted to start going out with them on a leash at night, which they stay pretty close anyway, and I'm always watching for coyotes. But now I have to watch up Her for owls. owls. <laughs> and I can hear like one's in this tree and then one's over there in that tree and they go yeah. back and, you know, they go back and forth. And I'm just thinking, oh boy, you know, because any owl could pick up either one of my dogs and could, take off. So, you know, they have more, more pressure per square inch in their talons than eagles do. So, yeah, it's really easy for them to just, I know yeah. one day I was at the park um, and mom, I had flown right over my head. It was so cool. And I, and she looked at me and I looked at her and then she flew up on a branch and there was this, these people there and they had one of those little dogs, not, not the same breed as yours, but a small one, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, she was up there on that branch looking at that dog, you know, and, oh, and they said, <laughs> I said, uh, I think you better pick that dog up or maybe you should leave. You know, you just never know <laughs> what, what she might do. Yeah. Oh, you think? I'm like, I think, you know, I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. I mean, even if you're walking your dog on a leash, I mean, the Mm -hmm. owl can still come and take your dog. And now Mm -hmm. you're fighting over your dog. You've got the leash, Mm -hmm. the owl has the dog. And what a horrible thing for the dog to be caught in the middle. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Not good. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I just, you know, and, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, 
<clears throat> and it wasn't mama and papa owl, which they come around our yard quite often as well. But one day we had this owl sitting in our back tree and it was a different kind of owl. It wasn't a great horned. It was a barred owl. And she was beautiful. And she sat up there for hours. I'm guessing like two or three hours, you know, and I, it was right after Zooey passed away. You know, I think I, I always say it was Zooey's emissary, right? And she was telling us Zooey was okay. But we watched her. We had a lot of snow that year. And she, all of a sudden, we saw her take off and she dove underneath the snow in the backyard. We have like a hill up there that goes up to the garage. And she went under the snow and grabbed a mouse or a shrew or whatever it was. I don't know. Mm. Went back up to where she was sitting on the tree and gobbled that thing whole, like in two minutes. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you know, didn't rip it, just swallowed it whole. I mean, I was like, oh, my goodness. Eek. But anyway, quite amazing. And I know the other day, Papa had something up there and he was like just shredding it and ripping it. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, but yes. it is what they do, you know? Yep. yep. I saw a hawk today pick up a mm-hmm. mouse on the side of the freeway and it was as it was flying up it was flying in front of these cars and I'm like oh my gosh don't get don't get hit I but know. it made it cleared everything but you could see this poor little mouse just hanging there and I'm like well ah oh. ah uh, uh, <laughs> nature's got to do what nature's got to do it is true it is true and now I have not seen the eagles down by the river for a couple of weeks, which is odd because they should be in the nest too, I would think. You know, I mean, usually by now they are. So mm-hmm. I do you do you have eagles you have eagles nests up by you too, oh, yeah. right? Yep. Are they in There's the nest? Two of them. Are they are they even no, I, gonna go? No, I haven't seen them there on a regular basis. They there's two of them that fly over the river here by our house. Mm-hmm. And so they're always over our property um because they're looking at the river and you know, mm-hmm. whatever's around here mm-hmm. and Another reason I keep my dogs close and yep. no, I yep. haven't seen them hunkered no. down yet. Which is so odd. This is just such an unusual year. Any way you yeah. look at it, you know? Um, so yeah, no, we, there are so many eagles. I know we have them flying over our house occasionally too. And it's amazing when they do, you know, but yeah, yeah I've, nature, nature's amazing, right? It's amazing. It you never know what's going to happen. You know, I was uh, actually, Cindy, in the chat room, I was telling her this yesterday, that for three, it might even be a month now, I was going to say three weeks, but it might even be a month, I have seen at least one eagle every day, if not in my yard, then overwork. I mean, anywhere I was, um, this weekend, I saw, I mean, everywhere I go, I've been seeing eagles and multiples mm-hmm. a day. And then, of course, the here, the two that are here in our yard, mm-hmm. wherever they are, uh, they, I mean, I see them all the time and yeah. it's just so cool to see them Isn't it every cool? day. Gosh. And you remember when we were, when I was a kid, I mean, we never saw eagles, right? I don't think we started, I started seeing eagles till maybe the nineties because they were so, de- their populations were so decimated from the, yeah. um, from all those chemicals they were spraying, all the yeah. DDT and stuff. You well, know, there's so many reasons, but the conservation well, has definitely been working, oh, which absolutely. is awesome. But that definitely that definitely killed so many of them because their eggs, the shells were never thick enough for them to survive, right? The shells. So the babies were never born. So the mamas would lay eggs, only the the egg shells would break before the babies were fully formed. So that was terrible. That was terrible. 
But and now I heard Minnesota and with this our Minnesota Mississippi River Valley has almost as many eagles as Alaska. I think we're second on the list. I think we might even be higher than the San Juan Islands, which I think is totally amazing. It might be like Alaska and Minnesota and the San Juans, which how far out is that? That's cool. I'm actually looking it up right now. We are rolling. We are rolling. I know I know the other day on Togi TV uh one of our one of our gals who lives right up north of Bellingham was saying that she that there were so many eagles gathered in a tree she thought there were I don't know how many and I said no Deborah you have to go down to the Mississippi and she's from Minnesota and I said I've seen like 100 eagles in a tree down there in Wabasha and she's like yes 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 I remember I remember you know so they're just get you know it's it's so fun it's just so fun to see them and so good to see that they're doing so well but then at the same time you know there's so many that they have the raptor center has been treating so many of them with lead uh poisoning which is super sad because they almost never survive you know yeah we need to get that out there to stop using ammunition and shot that has lead in it because it ends up in the deer entrails and eagles you know they are scavengers they will eat yeah. whatever they can eat. I'm looking up the stats here quick. And bald eagles, they were saying that the population plummeted to 1,000 in the 50s. Yep. Total yeah. number of yeah. birds. And now their um, bald eagles now number over 300,000, mm-hmm. making it one of the nation's greatest conservation success stories. And Alaska has more bald eagles than any other state with 30,000 breeding pairs present. Isn't that crazy? And yeah, and so um, Alaska is the state with the most still. Mm-hmm. This is as of 2024. Um, the, there's one state that does not have bald eagles. That would be Hawaii. Oh. And... I looked up, Minnesota has almost 10,000 breeding pairs, Mm -hmm. which looks like it's quite high compared to a lot of other states. I don't know if it's number two, Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to go through all the states. Right. um, It's, yeah, they said there's, this includes 30 nesting pairs in the Twin Cities metropolitan area. Yeah. So most of them are not in the Twin Cities, but that's a good number in the Twin Cities. But just kind of scrolling through the rest of them, I think, yeah, Minnesota might be second. um, Yeah. Let me get to Washington and see. I mean, we have, I mean, just over in St. Paul alone, you know, if you go across the river from downtown St. Paul, there in Herod Island Regional Park, and then there's Lilydale Regional Park, and then yeah. above that there's Pig's Eye Regional Park. And they are, there's, I can count at least three to four bald eagles nest, and they're all, they've all got eagles in them, you know, and that's not yeah. a very big area. No, I'm looking, and um, it looks like Minnesota might be second. Um, Washington, you mentioned Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Washington has 900 pairs, so so we're many. above them. I mean, quite a bit. Oh, we're we're almost a, ten thousand. Hey, ten thousand right. lakes, ten thousand pairs. Ten thousand, ten thousand pairs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're at nine thousand eight hundred. It said approximately. I know. Well, there's, you know, and there's so many. Maybe because up in the islands, you know, there's so many up there too, and you know, there's nothing cooler than sitting and, and looking out at the sea waiting for the whales and then seeing a big bald eagle fly down to the water and grab a fish and up to wherever he goes to eat it you know it's just the coolest thing mm-hmm. you know and we see that quite often out there so cool stuff all i'm saying but yeah what a great what a great effort and our 
DNR cam eagles, you know, that that nest uh, fell last year yep. because of all the snow. And I think they built another nest nearby. I yeah. think I need to go in search of because I know exactly I've been to the nest, you know, their nest, their old nest. And but I don't think they're in there quite yet. You know, I haven't no, you know, I ha- I've seen people posting stuff about them. They see them at the site of the old nest, but there's no nest there, you know. So very interesting. Anyway, we'll just have to see how that rolls. Yeah, I yeah. Was- they oh, do like those dead deer. And, you know, one time I saw, we were coming home from up north, and there was a dead deer in the field. So I don't really know what happened to that deer. But there were at least a dozen eagles, bald eagles, all filled, all feeding on this carcass. And in addition to the eagles, there were also ravens and crows. And they were all sitting side by side. I have never seen anything like that, and I've never seen it again. But it was the coolest thing ever. It's like um, the what would what was our pair of connection? <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. the community coming together. The mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Large community. Side by what side. And they were just, you know, meeting. It was fun. Yeah. They were like, well, what do you think? Well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know if they were doing that, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you just never know for sure. You know, yeah. that's what I'd like to say. <laughs> So, yeah, so lots of cool stuff happening in nature, but I think I think the animals are just as confused as we are. And, you know, the lake just froze and now it's, you know, it's been unsafe for two weeks. So I never did get out to the island, which is really sad. And now the ice will be melted <laughs> again. And don't you wonder, is it going to is it going to freeze up again? I mean, it's just bizarre. This year is just bizarre. That's all I can say. Um, yes. So paranormal, this is paranormal. We should talk about paranormal. Yeah, we I got sidetracked. Say, yeah. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago when you were off and I had the Cryptovania boys on, um, yep. they were talking about, you know, they, they, they get some wild things going on, but they were talking about this jellyfish UFO video that had just come out like a couple of weeks before. And here, I'm going to put this link up in the chat because there's a new it's kind of an update on that story it's this uf what they say is a ufo that happened over a u.s base over in iraq i believe and it and it this whatever this unidentified object is it kind of looks like a jellyfish to me what it looked like is those probe droids from star wars remember those they had the Mm. legs and they were just that's what it looks like and uh, the Department of Defense is saying they will neither confirm or deny it, which I think is interesting all in itself, right? So they're not, <laughs> obviously they're not going to confirm it, but they're not going to deny it either. Mm-hmm. And this just came out uh, last week, right? January 26th mm-hmm. um, or a couple of weeks ago. So I, I think it's, I think it's quite interesting you know it it said it was reportedly filmed over a united states joint operations base in iraq in 2018 and features a mysterious object that due to its appearance has been dubbed the jellyfish uap Hmm. so you can can all go out there and, and have a look at it i've i've watched it i think it's interesting i'm not sure that i would be convinced but i think this fact that 
they're not saying yay or nay, definitely not trying to say no is telling a little bit. Right. You know? Well, that's been kind of the the way things have been leaning with, mm-hmm. you know, not really denying like has been in the, you know, the past where mm-hmm. it's just a hard no. Right. Right. So I, yeah. So who knows? It's, it's weird. It's a weird video. Like I said, I think everybody should watch it. Come to your own conclusions. Um, could it be like some kind of balloon? Maybe they're saying no. They're saying I read reports where some people said the video was shot from a weather balloon. Okay. I didn't, I guess I didn't know that weather balloons took video, but uh, maybe they do. Um, I don't know. Just I'm one of those things right that make you go, hmm, you know? That is weird looking. I'm mm-hmm. watching it right now and it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't even look real. It looks like right. it's faked video. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's kind of what I think. That's kind of what I thought when I first saw it. But doesn't it look like one of those droids, you know, that would find them? The rebels on the planets, they called them probe droids. Yeah. That's Something exactly about it looks, like. and you know, you know why it looks fake? Here's why it looks fake is because the when it's moving across the video, nothing in the color of it is changing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's it should be metal so that it would be a reflective surface and then change. But like right. no shadow, no. no color, nothing is changing. It's very flat looking, mm-hmm. which doesn't match anything around its surroundings. And I, I'm sure it's a black and white or it's a, a infrared or whatever video it is, but it just like something about it just doesn't seem right when you look at the color. And now as I'm watching it now, it's getting dark and everything. But that first part of it was the, and here it goes again, like the color just doesn't change. It's just it's I know, something video. about it looks weird. Yeah, it's like an 18 minute video, but yeah, yeah I'm not gonna watch I, the whole thing. But I don't. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But looks just like a probe droid. I mean, in this, because I, I went back to the original story from January 10th, and they just they have a photo, so they took a photo off the video, and yeah, it looks just like Star Wars, man. You know? And I don't know. I don't know. I You also have to think about, like, depth perception. Do they understand, like, mm-hmm. do they know how far away it is that they were filming it? Like, is this really small? Is it really big? I want to, maybe they talk mm-hmm. about it at some point. I haven't read the article, but it just... It something about it looks like it is it not right. It's not real. Like it was like faked, you know, and I'm not saying it was. It's just something about the coloring of it doesn't look right mm-hmm. when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different. It's yeah, it's I don't know. But I think it, you know, I, I that just popped up and I'm like, because you know, when when Tommy and Jason were talking about it and they were so excited about this, you know, and I'm watching it as they're talking and I'm like Hmm. That's exactly how I did too. I'm like, hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know what to say, you guys. But it looks like it looks like a probe droid. <laughs> and I mean, it yeah, like how big is it? I want to know, is it big, is it small? Like how far away were they? Yeah. It it but it just it looks I don't like think it we'll was ever know, superimposed right? on this background. I don't know. Hmm. And I mean maybe it, Tim showed me a video of something the other day and I can't remember what it was, but the first thing that popped into my head is a drone, right? And you could make any 
any drone look like anything you want and right. you can say oh it's really far away and then it really wasn't you know mm-hmm. um, if you don't have something that gives depth perception how are you supposed to know how far away it is you know if it's mm-hmm. up in the sky you say oh it's super far away because look it's tiny but really it's you know 40 feet away and it's a little drone so mm-hmm. or yeah like a drone or something so I don't know and you add stuff to it to make it look different so that now it's a UFO Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's funny because I um, I love stuff like this, but I'm the first one to go, well, what well, if, no, <laughs> you know, oh, Jerry yeah. put oh, a gosh, sorry. debunk. Oops, Jerry posted a link about the debunking thing. But I would think if it were a debunkable thing that maybe the powers that be would just debunk it, right? And say, oh, that's nothing, you know, or maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. But maybe they don't because... You know, again, with these other videos and like the Tic Tac video and things like that, right. they're they're not debunking it and they're putting this information out there because I wonder if like they're prepping the population, right, mm-hmm. to get used to mm-hmm. more of this. Could be. Because it's Could happening. Be. And it's, at some point, happening. something is going to change either by their direction or some other force's direction that we need to be informed so that there isn't complete meltdown chaos mm-hmm. could be i don't know conspiracy yeah. theories mm. but yeah i had to bring it up because i thought it was interesting it just came up and then this came out a couple weeks later so yeah very no, cool. cool yeah we like i to, like thinking about it because yeah. why not we like to report on all this stuff um joe is saying that in the in the first episode of star trek next generation they had jellyfish type aliens in it gee i don't remember that but you know seeing a lot of star wars or star trek episodes so i don't know very cool anyway that's the first thing i thought of you know i'm like oh my god it's a probe droid you know and i know the guys were like oh my god you're right and i'm like yeah it looks just like one so whatever it is fake or unfake it's interesting well, yeah, it gets us talking. And again, Absolutely. you know, if the government's not doing anything about shutting it down. Then you have to wonder, even if it is fake, why are they not shutting it down? That's why yeah. I think that we're getting prepped. Exactly. For something. Who knows? Yep. Well, we have blown past, or we are actually 30 minutes in now. So we need to go to commercial break. So stick with us. This is the Gathering Radio Show right here on the Para-X Radio Network. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. For a truly unique podcast experience, we have you covered. Spirit by You with C.J. Dunham airs live from the Third Coast in Southeast Texas on Tuesday and Fridays at midnight Eastern Time, covering Creole folklore and folk magic to strange paranormal activity to new equipment for the field. C.J. Dunham is a Catholic swamp witch, a devotee to our Mother Mary in the Trinity, a true believer in our Lord, the Holy Ghost, and Christ. Peace be with your spirit and the spirits by you. 
congratulations on her new podcast, Exploring the Paranormal Perspective. You'll hear some amazing guests like me, whatever, paranormal and true crime stories, and more. Catch her Wednesdays at 8 Central on the Parax Radio Network. Whether you're listening at home, at work, or anywhere, thanks for making Parax part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal, Parax. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have our Paranormal Smorgasbord tonight. And so far we've been talking about, well, a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From mm-hmm. eagles to aliens and jellyfish UFOs. So here we go. Second half. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've had a, you know, it's been a good conversation. And while we're still doing a little bit of business, we want to remind everyone that in April, our show moves to Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So yes, an hour earlier and a day later. Yes. So. so stay with us when we make the switch. Yeah. April. We're going to talk about it every week so that everybody knows because I think, you know, it's we're going home. We're going home to Wednesdays is what we're doing. Yep. So yep. it's a good change. You know, in an hour earlier. Seven years on Tuesdays. Now maybe we can, you know, here we go back to Wednesdays where we all started. Yep. It's Another a good seven thing. years. Who knows? I know. I know. Crazy talk. So, yeah. So, all right. So the other thing I was going to bring up tonight, I happened to be watching a little bit of TV um, over the weekend. I was feeling a little ill. And one of the things that came up again on the History Channel was that whole incident with the Dyatlov uh, incident. Do you do you know about that? About the, the hikers? what did you say? It's the Dyatlov uh, incident that happened up in Russia back in the 50s. You know, you oh, know yeah. about that, right? Mm-hmm. Dyatlov Pass. Okay. Yep, yep. That one. Yep. So, so they're, so they're bringing it back up to the surface again. And this time, um, they were focusing on UFOs. Now they're saying it was aliens that came and they sucked the life out of these people. Right? Like they said, these people looked super old, you know, now these are things that we haven't heard in the past, right? We heard that they were frozen. We heard that tongues were out of their mouths. We heard all kinds of crazy things, but not once have I heard that they were prematurely aged, you know, like, something had gotten in there and just drawn all the life force out of them. Have you ever heard that one before? Yeah, I have. And um, it was like they were de- almost like mummified or dehydrated or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing a show on it, and this was a few years ago. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't that old. But um, there's been so many different theories, too. But, yeah, I've heard about, you know, pieces being cut out. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just odd thing. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, because then you think of, could humans have done it? Sure thing. They could have with some of it. Mother Nature could have done the rest of it. You know, so if there was some, you know, psycho killer running Mm -hmm. around or whatever. Because clearly an animal is not going to cut out someone's tongue. No, no. But they were like at the top of this mountain, right? I mean, it was like way up there. And now the other, of course, the other thing they're saying is, you know, it could have been a slab avalanche theory. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Right. You know, at one time they talked about it being Sasquatch, you know, uh, or, you know, abominable, I guess, you know. But Yeah. yeah, I'm. 
What is behind that? I mean, what really happened? Wouldn't it be interesting to find out what exactly happened to those people? Mm -hmm. I mean, they did look, you know, they say they look, some of them look terrified. You know, they were, you know, like, oh, my God. Well, but that, I mean, that could be just from the elements, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're freezing to death and in pain or something or something has happened and you're in pain that could and you freeze in that I'm just saying like I don't know but I mean there's all sorts of things to think about like how that could happen naturally but it's just it seems so odd it just doesn't seem like it would be natural you know just from the cold and elements oh no and and they they're talking that um you know, they found these these bodies and that three of the bodies, the cause of death didn't seem to be hypothermia. Uh, one of them had a skull fracture so severe that pieces of the bone were in his brain and two of them had crushed chests mm-hmm. and um, one of them, the eye sockets were empty. And then, of course, yeah. this other one was missing her tongue. OK, yeah. what is that all about? I mean, yeah. that's pretty bizarre, right? I mean, if it was hypothermia, because, you know, they say that they were scantily dressed or whatever and you know they're saying hypothermia can cause erratic behavior they call it paradoxical undressing you know Mm -hmm. yeah because you think you're getting hot when you're freezing right right and then they talk about radiation so they're saying that uh the soviet government was covering something up because they had traces of um, radioactivity it's just something i wonder if we'll just never never know and every once in a while it'll come back you know, and yep, it'll be out there again. You know, there's well, because it's of... interesting. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. It's traumatic. It is, but it's interesting to think of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it is, and you know, these things always have a way of coming back to the consciousness. You know, and and here again, because I spend so much time out in the Pacific Northwest, I always, uh, I always bring up, you know, Nirvana's lead singer, who there was no way. He, he killed himself. Absolutely not. Without question, you know, and every once in a while they, it gets brought up out there, right? It didn't happen. The police flubbed it. Somebody killed him. All the evidence. And if anybody has ever watched the documentary Soaked in Bleach, oh, without a doubt, you know, that man was killed just plain as day. But all these things just kind of come up every once in a while, you know? So this is another one. Just keeps coming back to the forefront, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's. I'm looking at the article that just talks a little bit about the autopsy on four of them and mm-hmm. the things that they found, and it's like, wow, that's weird. Like mm-hmm. that, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And chest crushed, no eyeballs, no tongue. I mean, bizarre. It's just bizarre. So, it gives you the chills, doesn't it? It kind of gives me the chills when I think about it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. For sure, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those things that until, you know, we figure out what happened, it's going to be a mystery that intrigues people. And I think, you know, family members, you know, remaining family members would probably want to know what happened to their oh, loved yeah. ones. So oh, yeah. it would be a good thing to figure out what For happened sure. For so sure. that they can have closure. Yeah. Well, I would think so. I mean, it happened so many years ago now, right? 1959. So that's 65 years ago, almost. Um, and I think it happened 
in February, right? So I guess maybe because this is kind of the anniversary, it's all being brought up again, you know? Mm, yeah. But yeah, interesting. All the different twisted theories, you know, from from UFOs to Bigfoot to, you know, radiation and people hiding things and, and then as simple as as an avalanche. But I don't think eyeballs would be out and tongues would be cut out <laughs> from an avalanche. Oh, no, that's... That's that's out of. I mean, that sounds like the cows, you know, when they find the cows mutilated because they say they're from UFOs. You know, the tongues are always out. That's, that's right. one of the things with them too. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So Joe is expanding on this theory. He said there's a movie called Life Force that had alien vampires. So aliens that are vampires that would then suck the blood out of you and <laughs> dehydrate you that way, I guess. Mm. Could be. Mm. I suppose at this point, anything's possible because we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And that is, you know, the mystery. One of the, one of the big mysteries, I think, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would be camping up there in the wintertime hiking in those cold temperatures and it wasn't in Siberia I mean it's like Siberia or something it's not it, like yeah this. it's way up there um, yeah it's way it's way out there I should say mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um I'm trying I to can't remember I wish is. I could wish I could remember what they were after that part that hiking party they were looking for something um and I just they said that maybe that's why that they were killed because the secret wasn't supposed to be revealed and I don't remember what that secret was. But there was a reason. So the, I'm just reading a little bit about it. Um, and it was after um, the whole like, Sp- Sputnik, you know, mm-hmm. s- space thing. And they said uh, in, the late, in late 1958, uh, Dyatlov began planning a winter expedition that would ex- exemplify the boldness and vigor of a new Soviet generation. Ooh. And it's an ambitious 16-day cross-country ski trip through the North-South South Mountain Range that divides Western Russia from Siberia, mm-hmm. which then divides Europe from Asia. And so this is the, uh, I guess, the overview. And I don't know if there was an underlying meaning or purpose for it. But, um, yeah, that said so that uh, the mountains were gentle and rounded, their barren slopes rising from a vast forest of birch and fir. The challenge wouldn't be the rugged terrain, but brutally cold temperatures, deep snow, and high winds. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, skiing, looks like. Yeah. Country. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched that. Um, I haven't watched that documentary for a while or whatever it was. I think it was a documentary that I watched. Mm-hmm. I have to look that up, though, because it is interesting. Mm-hmm. It is a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen that for years either. And then suddenly this showed up on, on the History Channel the other day. So I thought, I thought well, that's a good one for the Paranormal Smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah. Because we haven't heard about it. So for And now you know, Joe again is saying could be KGB. Could be. Using, using common people for experiments. I think they do it all the time. I hate to say it, but it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> it says you. <laughs> we don't know. Me? Yeah. Well... You know. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh. We are getting silly. So, yeah, cool stuff. But other than that, okay, so one of the things I did find, and I'm going to try to find it here. 
I shouldn't even talk till I find it again. But I saw the list of all the best, um, most compelling paranormal stories of last year. Let me see if I can find that quick. Um, okay. While you're while you're looking here, so a week and a half ago, poor Mona Lisa got more food thrown at her. Uh, so it may it brings up all the stories again about the Mona Lisa and um, oh yeah, I heard one of that. the one of the things that I always find interesting is the the alien that is supposedly in the Mona Lisa, the alien face that um, that watches everybody. What's that? The the one that controls the eyes that look back they follow you all over the no, place. No, no, this oh. is. Um, so when you do the mirror image of the Mona Lisa here, I'll put a link here. You guys can see because then you scroll down, you can see the link. So you can see um, when you do the mirror image of the the Mona Lisa, then there's this alien face that shows up. And so it's, you know, this idea that is it in there on purpose or is it just, you know, is it matrixing, you know, where we see what we want to see. But, you know, if you think about uh, Da Vinci was really into adding different layers of meaning and he didn't really do anything by accident either so to have something like that 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 you know is that clear when you do the mirror image it's kind of interesting so i always like when i don't like when mona lisa gets stuff thrown at her but it's interesting what comes up once Mm -hmm. uh you know art is up in the mainstream news again for some reason or another so Anyway, mm-hmm. so if you look at the link, or you can Google it if you're just listening and not in the chat room, you can look at the alien in the mirror mm-hmm. image of the Mona Lisa, and you can see an alien face. Hmm. Hey, I'm saying, could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I Inconclusive is what I say. Well, yeah, but I think it's yeah. cool. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then if you keep going down, it talks about can you spot the aliens in these other five artworks? And look at this alien has a face on his butt. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, sorry. Didn't mean to, you know, whatever. But there it is, right? Well, yeah, but there I mean, it's interesting what is in different art, mm-hmm. you know, that you think that kind of looks like alien. And, you know, back Thousands of years ago, they were, you know, people were talking about, you know, if they're talking about, you know, people from the sky or uh, different gods and how they looked and they didn't look like humans, you know, and um, could they have been aliens that they were talking about? So I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't that have been put into the artwork then, too, if that's what they were talking about back then as well? Of course, you know, to document that in the art of the time would be, you know, make sense. So. It would, for sure. Looks slightly Egyptian. Yeah, it does. Kind of, sort of. I So I don't, I'm not understanding. So how are they getting this second picture? So I see two pictures of the Mona Lisa, like, opposite ways. Yep. So how are they getting it to this alien face underneath it? It's in the middle. Like, it's tiny. It's in the middle, like, above their shoulders. Yeah, it's in that area there where you, it's hard to see in that picture. I've seen better, the link I put isn't probably the best. But um, if you look at it close, 
you'll see where it comes together makes the saline face. And there's better images than the one that's online right here. But um, okay. that's a theory that's been out there for a while. And I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him mm. to do something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It comes up when someone throws soup at her. So there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Poor gal. Stella's getting something thrown at her, right? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah. So. I don't know. All right. So these uh, most, the weirdest news. So here we go. The weirdest news of uh, 2023. Top 10 weird news stories of 2023. Okay. The 10th. We don't know where they came from, who made them, or how they operate. Senator Gillibrand says at the latest UFO hearing. Nine. I believe that someone or someone flies around Waukegan, Illinois, witness says. Eight. Witness reports group sighting of large man with wings that were wider than a car in Chicago's little village. So we've talked I'm telling about you, it's Mothman. It is. The Mo- yeah. It's the Illinois Triangle. Don't I, you wonder I if something's going to happen? Is something Because nothing has happened there yet, right? So I wonder if something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you, uh, Illinois Triangle, lots of sightings. Okay. I named it a couple years ago. I did. Okay. So number seven, woman reports sighting of seven foot humanoid with veiny bat-like wings in chicago see six chupacabra blamed for livestock deaths filmed running through the field in bolivia okay now we missed that one i don't think we read about that one Mm -mm. Uh, four people multiple witnesses report camouflaged creature straight from the movie predator in chicago we talked about that too Three, anonymous Chicago firefighter reports seeing sighting of a red-eyed winged Batman at O'Hare International Airport. See? Two, tourist photographs long shadow moving underwater at Loch Ness. We talked about that too. Mm-hmm. One, huge black mass that was roughly the size of a double-decker bus reportedly seen in Loch Ness. So, I do believe we've talked about all these on this show last year, but so the vast majority of them talk about these humanoid creatures with bat veiny wings and glowing red eyes that appear in the Chicago area, right? So what is yep. going on there? Mothman. It's the yeah. Illinois Triangle. I'm yep. telling you. And I just, yeah, I just I'm, wonder what is happening down there. Yeah. Are they warning of something coming in that well, that's what area? I I mean, all in one year. I mean, so let's think back to when the Silver Bridge fell. For how long have they been seeing the Mothman down there? Probably about a year, right? Yeah, it might have been longer than that. But, you know, it's it's interesting, though, because of all the sightings that are in Illinois in the last how many? Yeah. Just few years, really. And it stretches the point of the triangle stretches up to the um, just the south end of Wisconsin, down mm-hmm. by Madison area, and yeah. uh, then it goes down into I think Indiana just a touch past Chicago. Mm-hmm. So there's, but definitely a very uh, condensed area of Mothman sightings in mm-hmm. and around Chicago area, stretching out into 
little bits outside of uh, Illinois, but yeah. And they seem to be, you know, like O'Hare keeps popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, right around Not that, that I want anything. I don't want anything to happen to anybody. But why all of these sightings all of a sudden? Unless people are just messing around, just trying to cause a, a you know, some chaos or something. I, yeah, I but know. one of them was a firefighter, right? So a fighter fighter would know if something's real or something fake. I would think. I don't know that. But, well, yeah. It's just bizarre and all around there. So I just thank everyone listening to us, wherever you are, we keep talking about this because it keeps popping up. You know, these sightings keep happening in this area of Chicago that Heidi's dubbed the Chicago Triangle. Illinois Triangle. Uh, Illinois Triangle, right? So, you know, I just, I hope we, you know, we don't hear about some horrible disaster happening anytime soon there, you know, but I mean... Let's. They should all take note of this, you know, because it's it's pretty wild. I don't know, well, you know, if it were happening here. You know, I know that. So when the 35W bridge went down, they talked about people had seen Mothman here, but I don't think it had been for a long time, right? I I think that it had just been like really close to the time that the bridge went down. Correct? Did you had you yeah. heard multiple sightings? I heard a few, but like just like right before, not like happened. this though. No, no. So, I don't know, guys. I'm just saying, you know, it's all this stuff we're reading. It's pretty wild. What I would like is if there's someone from that area who has actually had a sighting mm-hmm. or knows someone who's had a sighting, let us know and we'll get you on the show. Yeah, yeah. I would love to talk to them and see what see what they're seeing, you know. Was it scary? Did it make noise? Did they were they just too scared to realize it? You know, I mean, I would be a little scared if I saw Math Man for sure. Well, I might be scared, but super intrigued because that's on my bucket list. Yeah, I know it is. I <laughs> see, and that is one that I will not be searching for anytime soon. <laughs> but I would love to talk to people about their their you know uh, experiences yep. and what they saw, what it looked like, yep, how it made them feel. You know, did it go away fast? Did it come back fast? Have they seen it again? Because I seem I seem to think that a lot of these, you know, a lot of these people see it multiple times, right? Before this happens. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the firefighter. It's quite intriguing. It's quite intriguing. No matter what it is, it's just cool. It's just cool beans. Um, yeah, the firefighter one, because remember we talked about it. I think it was like in May, maybe. I'm thinking it was last spring sometime. And it yeah. was by the airport. It could be. A, the article I just found was in August, so it could have been earlier than that. That they. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can find him. I wonder if he's findable. Maybe I, wonder, you know, if he, I wonder if he would talk. You know, yeah, I don't know. Or be on the radio. You know, people are just don't, you know. I You know, I I think radio is hard. I don't, you know, people just think, I don't know. And lately, it's been really hard to find guests, right? They just they just don't want to be on. <laughs> yeah, we're not taking no. it personally. I know we're not taking it personally. It's, <laughs> it's just hard. But yeah, if someone knows the guy or anybody that's had a Mothman sighting, I'd love to have them on the show. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, do let us do let us know on that. But yeah, maybe we'll. Find, I don't know if it even mentions their names in these in these articles, though. Does it? 
No, I looked. Well, I looked at one article, so mm-hmm. I'll keep digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it has. They don't have names. They just say, you know, who they, you know, what they did. Whatever. Those of you out there, let us know if you've had a sighting. Yeah. We want you on the show. We don't have to use we your do. name either. No. So if you're worried about people thinking you've cracked, don't worry about it. We can call you a yeah. different name or yeah. just say, hey, anonymous person, mm-hmm. thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. We got this. You can be Jane Doe or John Doe or Jack and Diane or whoever you want to be. We don't have to or call just you an anonymous name. person. <laughs> anonymous <laughs> person. We just want to talk to you because I, I would love to hear because I haven't ever talked to anyone who's actually seen a Mothman. Talk to a lot of people who have seen a lot of things in this world, but not that one. I hope to be one someday. Someone that has I know seen. you do. No, I that not me. Mm-mm. I know. One thing that can stay away from this girl. <laughs> like my brother said, I hope they never come and see me. And that's absolutely right. That's how I feel too. So, but anyway, yeah. So, wow, this hour it's almost it really flew by actually. And our and our peeps in our chat room have been you know really pretty quiet tonight. I know for a paranormal smorgasbord. I know, but that's that's okay. We we got Normally this. Normally they're hot. Yes, yes. Hey, yes, maybe they were interested oh. in what we were talking about. <laughs> Joe said, "Joe is funny. He goes, just leave a light on or flame. You know, moth to a flame. Mm-hmm. Good one, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. that'll work, but." Good tip. Mm-mm. Hey, uh, next week, I want to say that we have mm-hmm. our guest, uh, Mystic Marla, is going to be back with us next week. That's right. Paul the Reader. hand so girl. She's up to tune yeah. in for mm-hmm. uh, some more of her magic and mystery and just awesome Absolutely. ways that she does her palm readings. And she's, you know, expanded out a little bit more, too. But the base of it is uh, palm readings. And so definitely mm-hmm. tune in next week for our show with yeah. her. She's always a delight to have on. She's always fun. She always, you know, she always has some really fun things to teach us. You know yeah. what I mean? Check their good are. lessons. Good lessons when talking to her. Yep. yep. So, yeah, join us next week. And gee, I, I think the music probably will start playing soon. So we'll just wrap it up, I guess. But, you know, thank you everyone for listening. And, um, going to plug it one more time we're moving to wednesdays in april <laughs> yes get it a subliminal mind message here it's not subliminal we're telling you we're telling we're you but it'll get in your head <laughs> we're moving subliminal. to wednesdays at 8 p.m eastern starting the beginning of april so our april's mm-hmm. uh our first show the paranormal smorgasbord in april will be on mm-hmm. wednesday at 8 p.m eastern time yes, so absolutely So thanks, everyone, for listening. And for the troops who might be listening, thank you. Uh, Please be safe. We know this world is a crazy, terrible place right now. Um, And thank you so much for your service. Yes, be safe. And those of you in the chat room, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your, your comments. And everybody out there listening, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in. We love having you join us around the metaphysical table. And uh, we thank Parax for hosting us for as long as we've been here, which is a long time. We love it. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet, along for the ride, well, basically carrying us. Thank you so much for everything you do. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.